Ciao amici and welcome back to Kimberly's Italy. I'm Kimberly Holcomb and I'm here with, as usual, Tommaso. And as usual, I would say, buongiorno, bella donna. Buongiorno. <laughs> Tommaso, my podcast producer, partner in life, and guess what? We have our first guest ever yes. on yes. this podcast. And he's right here and his name is Conrad. Buongiorno tutti. <laughs> buongiorno <laughs> tutti. <laughs> Thank you for having me. This is an honor. Thank you this for an being honor. here. You know, well, it's, it's an a, honor it's a subject for us. I, I like to talk about, shall <laughs> we say. A little bit in the veins. In the blood. In the blood. So Conrad is our old friend. He and Tom have been in the sailing industry forever. And that's how they know each other. And then I met Conrad through Tommaso. And the reason Conrad's here, well, first of all, let's get this straight. His name is Conrado. Got Which it? is a horrible name in Italian, know, right? by the way. <laughs> they know. made it up for you. No, no, it really is in Italian. It's literally horror. It's like Igor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's what everyone calls Conrad in Italy, Conrado. So Conrad lived in Lucca. And I mentioned Luca today to a friend. I said, oh, we're busy tonight. We were invited somewhere for dinner. And I said, oh, sorry, we're busy at friend's coming over to talk about Luca because he lived there for years. And this woman goes, Luca is my favorite place on the planet. That's a big statement. Okay. Conrad lived in Luca for a very long time. And that's why we're having him here. And we've asked him to tell us how he got there, why he got there and what happened. Yeah. How, I mean, how I got there. Like Tom knows, I got a job on a boat. I was in California at the time, and I was in my 20s or something, early, late 20s. And the guy called up and said, hey, do you want to come work for me? And I said, yeah, great. Where are you? And he goes, Italy. I'm like, okay. <laughs> that sounds good. And I was in L.A. at the time, and I'd been there for a couple of years. And, I, and I'm a New England boy, so I, you know, that was a, I, just, I, I was ready to get out of L.A. Right. And so got on a plane, flew there. And uh, he picked me up at the airport, and we're driving back. And he was Scottish and a bit of a horse's ass. <laughs> um, we won't name names. Yeah, we won't name names. And uh, he basically said, you know, we're driving back from the airport. And he goes, well, you speak Italian, don't you? And I said, no. <laughs> and he goes, oh, don't worry, you will. And I'm like, going, okay, whatever, you know. So, you know, if, so we, we were building a boat there, and you end up in a shipyard. The first thing to do is, you know, you're there for a year or, so, or more, and, you know, the workers just teach you every swear word under the planet. Yeah, you know? That's so what Tom knows. I didn't really, he knows all the I didn't really learn to speak Italian. I just learned how to swear, you know? Um, and that served me quite well in a, right. on a lot of occasions. It came, right. it came to times so where it was like, you know, that was pretty cool. Yeah, so then I had been in and out of there for a number of years with different builds and stuff, always in the same town via Reggio. Um, and this is at Perini Navi. Which this is at Perini Navi, yeah. We have discussed in previous episodes about the, yeah, the, the beautiful yeah. Yeah, Italian the super yacht builder. Yeah, the super yacht builder. And the easiest way to describe it um, was that Viareggio is basically, for lack, for if you're going to build a yacht over 150 feet, Viareggio is the Detroit mm. of the super yacht business. Good analogy. Mm -hmm. If you go down via Capino, which is one street, Mm -hmm. On the left, on the right, there's Azimut, 
Benetti, Cotacaza, Perini Navi. You know, at any given moment, you're sitting there in a cafe having dinner on the street, and all of a sudden, a hundred and hundred foot yacht hull goes down the side <laughs> of the street right in front of the cafe. You know, and it's like just the hull, yeah, just, yeah. Well, just they the got so, yeah, like a, a twenty. They call you know, it's like a. Tw- 50 wheel centipede right. just goes by while I, and it's the classic case. It's like in the movies, like, well, you don't see that every day, but it is Italy. So there you go. Right. So they love to move big shit. That's so. a good analogy. The yeah. Detroit of yeah. Italy. So uh, I guess quickly, I mean, I guess basically was, you know, I spent a couple years in Via Reggio and, you know, Via Reggio just, um, it was a very industrial town, bombed out, flattened during the right. war. Right. And when they rebuilt it, then, you know, they, it was kind of that kind of that 50s Bauhaus art. Oh, wow, I can't Bauhaus. pronounce it. Bauhaus. 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 Thanks. Yes. But, but not pretty, the good they version. They knew that much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not yeah. the good version not of the Bauhaus. Good, not the ger- good German version. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they basically, you know, they built it up. And, you know, because it was also economics at the time, mm-hmm. too. And so they basically just built these square blocks of apartment buildings. Right. and like. Four or five yeah. stories tall, and, and, the and same. being a unattractive, yeah, very yeah, exactly. And being a you know a kid born and raised in New England, you know, I just I was always surrounded by trees and green grass mm-hmm. and all the rest of that stuff. And sure, and um, when you spend your days in a shipyard, which is nothing but guys welding and banging and hammers, and, and it's not a very environmental friendly place, <laughs> right? <laughs> and the the bathrooms. That's a gentle word. <laughs> Toilets would be a good one. Oh, my God. The, and, the uh, old days where you just had the foot marks. Yeah, yeah, yeah the foot yep. pads. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh God. Yeah, and I could, I don't know what the producer's going to let me say. But That's fine. Say whatever you want. Say, oh, you'll edit it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you learn real quick. First order of business is you remove everything you care about <laughs> from your pockets. I mean, everything. Your watches, keys, wallets, and all the rest of the stuff. And then you have to, you learn really quickly on the foot pads because they have kind of grates and you learn to count the grates depending on your shoe size. Right. So, if you do a perfect so. Wait, I just have to say for the people that don't know what we're talking about, younger people... Because we're all of our same age and yeah. younger people that have been to Europe and Italy don't know what this is because they have normal right. toilets now. There there was the normal baño. Correct. It's just a hole. A ceramic pad. Yeah, white porcelain. White porcelain with two foot pads. kind of corrugated ceramic foot pads on either side. And you turned around, you walked in, you faced it, you turned around, and you just... Put your feet on these pads and you squatted and did your business. Women that had pants on, you'd like rip, you, you'd pull your pants up, even yeah. if you're just taking a pee. Yeah. But anyway, the whole thing was so gross. They were never cleaned. And then there was a chain, a metal chain yeah. up behind when you finish and you pull the chain and whoosh, yeah. this little bit of water comes out. And then the water and everything else that's on this ceramic pad just comes spraying up. And it's <laughs> you got to run for horrible, your life. Horrible, horrible experience. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> good job. <laughs> Definitely good. How did we get that into subject. that? But anyway, it's Moving important on. to know. So anyway, so basically the bottom line was that, you know, um, and the other thing is, is you're working, you know, with a lot of the crews, almost all the crews on big yachts are, 
are for they're not really Italians. It's because it's hard for Italians right. to get work on yachts because of the skills and all the rest. The, so you were ended up with you know basically a lot of Aussies and and, and English, a lot of English French. and a lot of that right. and stuff. So right. and basically you know they after work everyone was just heading to the bars and and you know that was your life. You know go right. to the bars. And there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it was like, but it was like living in Lymington. Yeah, but I mean, but it's like you know, if you know, and I kind of came to the conclusion, it's like I just I wanted to hang out. I didn't want that to be my education of the Italy. experience in Italy, right? So I, I on the weekends I would just you know, I jump on the train because the trains are so great in Italy. Everyone yes. thinks they're horrible, um, and they were in the past, no doubt about it. But mm-hmm. as you got, you know, nowadays they're. You know, they're spot on time. It's right. like shocking. You, it's um, yeah, it's shocking. It's, <laughs> and, and, and they roll, they roll drink carts down the aisle, and you can plug in your laptop. And I mean, it's incredible. Things have changed. Yeah, just like Amtrak. Yeah, no, <laughs> exactly <laughs> wrong. Yeah. So you took trains. So on I, I took trains in every direction on Saturdays and Sundays. I just kind of experimented. You know, there's the big, the big famous beach town of Fort de Marmi up that way, and there's you know you can go down to Pisa. I could have gone to Pisa. I was looking for a like a 15 minute ride. So that I could, you know, make it into work every day. To live in a place more... More Italian. Uh, more exactly. authentic, more right. less uh, and, uh, beachy. So Via Reggio, it's it's literally 15 minutes from Pisa, mm-hmm. okay, which is the kind of the big... And, and obviously it's on the, on the coast. And as you go north, you go up to... Up further up to Genoa and all the rest of the stuff. For, you know, not too far up the coast, about 45 minutes is Santa Margarita. And Fino. and Portofino, which oh. is which is just Bellissimo. yeah, it's that's to incredible. The funny thing was was that, and and it's all great. You've got the Mediterranean, and then right behind it, you have the Apuani mountain chain, mm-hmm. which is absolutely stunning, and that kind of defines the whole coast mm-hmm. um, of Liguria. Yeah, and they're it's, not it's, super tall, pointy. Uh, mountains, yeah, but and it's, it's all very quaint, but the towns kind of all kind of mushed together and all the rest. So the, it was kind of hard towns. to get away from, I mean, people, limited, you know, people. Yes. And so by getting on the train and going absolutely due east, which is actually Inland. the line to Florence. Um, so you actually get on the, the train, train line. you get on the train line basically to Florence. And, but you go for about five or six minutes, and then you punch into a tunnel, which is about seven minutes long. And when you punch out of that tunnel, and I forget, now I'm embarrassed, but I forget the name of the valley. But in this valley is this green, beautiful valley surrounded by mountains and hills. And in the center of it sits Luca. Once I got there, I was like, this is it. This is it. So I realized that I could live in Luca, get up in the morning, get on the train, 17 minutes later, I'd pop in, I'd walk from the train station about 20 minutes, stop in a beautiful pasticceria with, you know, all painted glass and everything and have Mm -hmm. a cappuccino and, you know, a croissant or something like that. Brioche. Brioche. Brioche, Brioche. they're called. I actually had, which everyone gets wrong these days. It's it's actually called sacatino di cioccolato. Ooh. Which is basically, everyone calls it a sack it a, of chocolate. It's a sack of chocolate. <laughs> a little sack of chocolate. <laughs> it, 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 everyone here in the States, you get it here in the States, and people call it a croissant. Right. But it's not. It's a square. Yes. So yes, it's yes. The, it, it is like a croissant. A it is a croissant, but it's mm-hmm. square. 
with chocolate inside, mm. and and that that's what they call a, a sacatino de chocolate. Okay. So and then I go to work, and that was it. And get on the train and go home. Right. So like a perfect commute. Yeah. Easy, simple, yeah. no car. Yeah. And because I did this commute with uh, with uh, Conrado, he took me to Luca. That's a we'll get into that later, but. I did that train with you. You went to work. I went with you. We had a cappuccio, cappuccino, yeah, yeah. An espresso, a brioche. You went to work. I cruised around. Then we had lunch. I mean, and then we went back. I was like, this is a good life. This is not, yeah. Right? Yeah. Una notizia, amici. A little notice, friends. I'd like to inform you of what happened today, which is August 30th, with the EU regulations. The European Union has now taken the United States off the safe list. Therefore, every American is required to have a CDC vaccination card to board any flight to Italy. We also have to fill out a digital passport, which is basically a passenger locator. As well, we have to have a negative COVID rapid test taken 48 hours prior to boarding the flight. These few little hassles, in my opinion, far outweigh the good side, which is the fact that every single person on your plane to Italy will be fully vaccinated. And that also translates into the fact there will be less tourists in Italy. So it's a good thing. Okay, now back to Conrado e Tommaso chatting about Luca. Um, So when you chose Luca, you found an apartment and I was there and I remember that apartment was amazing. Yeah. Tell me about that apartment. I was, um, uh, I I was, I kind of just, I realized that Luca was hands down it. So, and, but I knew no one in town. So I started walking around and there's, you obviously there's, there's always lots of kind of real estate agents, you know, that you always see the, the glass windows with all the pictures of houses and homes. And I was going by and I was going by one day and, uh, and this woman was sitting in the thing and I was like, I looked in, I was like, wow, that's a pair of legs. <laughs> and, uh, so I was like, well, I, I found my real estate agent, you know, so I marched through the door and, and yeah. well, I discovered the years ago, the art of femininity in, in Italy and, and when they have it, it just, it, they have it. Yeah, oh yeah. And so, uh, so basically I went in and introduced myself and her name was Tanya Funny, uh, yeah. For an Italian name, uh huh. An Italian woman named yeah. Tanya. Yeah, well, she's actually American. Believe it or not, she say. was American. I was say. She was born and raised in Lucca. Okay. But then she moved. Uh, her her family when she was young, she moved back to Chicago, where her family was from, and she spent all her years in college and everything, and in there, and then she and then she moved back to Lucca. So it was Excellent. hysterical that the you know the right. one person I'm going to run into is an American. Is an American that speaks perfect <laughs> English you and know? the best pair of pins you saw. And the best, you know, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to follow you around and look at apartments all day long. You know, <laughs> might take a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so basically, uh, that's how it kind of all got started. So we started walking around the streets, and it became you know evident pretty quickly that. You know, there's a couple. There were a couple factors that I had to be able to walk to the train. To the train, because um, if you, even though Luca is tiny, if you get on the far side, 
you're looking at a 20-minute, 15-minute right. walk right. just to get out the wall right. and then another five minutes to the train station. So so it became pretty close. And I, and I think it was kind of all kind of fate because the train station happened to be right next to Porto San Pietro, which all the, you know, there's, I think, six or seven ports. Mm-hmm. And each one is a different design. Um, they're not all the same. And they're all named, you know, Porto San Michel, Porto San Pietro, and all the rest. And they have, and some of them are glam, and some of them are just beautiful beyond belief. With you know, with the wooden doors and and all the rest mm-hmm. of the stuff. So. Well, we haven't explained yet that Luca, for people that don't know, is a walled city, and these ports are the entry and exit from the walled city. Right. And Tom will get into this a bit later about the wall itself. But anyway, so you found an apartment close to. Porto San Pietro. Yep, yep. Which you can then quickly walk to the train. So Correct. you can yep. commute back and forth. But tell everyone about this apartment because I stayed there with you and I was <laughs> like, oh my yeah. God, it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just, I think it was kind of dumb luck in the sense that yeah. we went in because um, it was a ground floor apartment, which is normally you really don't want. They're in- normally like a commercial a store or something, there's rarely a ground floor apartment. Right. So, but you found the one in Luca. <laughs> well, yeah, no, <laughs> no, it's not, it's not a matter of that. It's just normally, you know, because they're always marble floors and stuff like that. And, uh, and, you know, they, and so if you're on a ground floor, you normally have families above you. Right. Kids running around with their uh, toys and all the rest of that stuff. And, you know, you'll, you'll never have a, a quiet moment. Exactly. And this backed up because it was an old, they say it was a, what's the word Co- uh, for for women? It's not a covent, coventry or? Convent. Convent. Thank you. Sorry. I so, went to a Catholic school. Okay, okay. <laughs> I missed that part in life. Yeah. So it was, uh, I was literally a hundred feet um, from Piazza San Martino, mm-hmm. which was, I considered the big Duomo. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently the convent was, it was an offshoot in the old days. They had a lot of offshoots and then later in life, they paired everything back, um, got rid of the offshoots and stuff. So, so your it, apartment building that your apartment in the building it was in was part of Il Duomo San Martino originally. Uh, that was, that was the story I was told. But San so, Martino was originally built in the sixth century. Right. So your apartment probably was 12th century. Uh, well, because it was supposed to be. It was supposed on. to be a thousand years old. It was supposed okay. to be a thousand years old. Oh, was that's what it? they told me. <laughs> right. You know. So. So basically, and it was. It was a. It was a funky layout. You walked down this little thing, and you went down a couple stairs, and there was a room here and a, so, arches. You know, it was yeah. awesome. So you know, I basically, I I told this before. I walked in, and you kind of went in the front, and there, and then there was a little room, and there was an offshoot to the right, which was the bathroom. So I went over and looked at the bathroom. And then I, I looked at the shower and I said, "I'll take it." <laughs> I was like, "Why? What, what was well, the shower?" It was it was a room that was like six feet by six feet with two opposing shower heads coming out of it with like no Done. glass door in it. You just walked in and hit them both, and, <laughs> right? And life was a wonderful, you know, right? Yeah. So sometimes was, in Italy, you can get an apartment that has a kitchen the size of like two feet. Two square feet, Mm -hmm. which is shocking Mm -hmm. because Italy's all about food, Food, right? right. You can have crappy little kitchens. You can have 
horrible little bathrooms, and yet then these big, huge, tall ceiling, you know, beautiful terracotta floors, but then you still have to put up with a crappy bathroom or small kitchen. So when you find an apartment with one of those things, you're like, you're done. Buying. Not yeah, it. done. done. I'll, I'll put up with like yeah, so, no windows So we went around something. the corner and walked into the living room and there's this like 12 foot stone arch, like three feet right. thick right, right in the middle of the living room. Yeah. And I'm like going, you got to be kidding me. And I was like, <laughs> and like you said, the kitchen was horrible. Right. But I'm like, who cares? About who cares? The There's like restaurants everywhere. <laughs> and it backed up. You know, and the, there again, the walls were three feet thick, and and there to was the a, apartment building. And then there itself. was a, yeah. a like a, a nice bedroom, a nice bedroom, and then it opened and it had two little. It had a door that opened up to a little courtyard, mm-hmm. and you could look up to the to the tower of San Martino. San Martino. It was great because the courtyard. You know, you could you could watch the old lady hang her laundry <laughs> out in the courtyard, <laughs> and that kind of stuff. But basically, it was. Um, I was I lucked out because the living room, the apartment actually above me had a terrace, and the up the terrace with all the plants were was above my living room, so I never heard a thing. Oh, awesome! The walls were three feet thick, even though I was on the ground floor. Could all have. hell could be breaking loose in town, and I would sleep late and didn't hear a <laughs> damn thing. You know? See, so that's the awesome thing about if you get lucky, you can find a, an amazing place with history. And it's so far removed from what you know. Your apartment in L.A. was probably, you know, standard, whatever. You're living in a building at least a 1,000 years old. The walls are three feet thick. It's just... Well, to give you a... Pers- it, it makes you realize, I'm in Italy. I am somewhere else. Right. And the perspective on this is, you know, Luca is old. I mean, they had, a, they had the Luca conference in 56 BC, when they were trying to figure out the Roman Empire, and they had a little conference. With whom? Julius Caesar, a gentleman named Pompey, and Crassus. And basically, this was the alliance of the first triumvirate, these three Roman statesmen. That's how old Luca is. 56 BC, it was in Luca it was all. Itself. It was already a city in 56 BC. All right, well, let's also share this because our last episode was on San Gimignano, which is the very small city that had all those towers. So just like San Gimignano, Luca did the same. And Luca had over 100 towers in its day. Right. Same concept of San Gimignano where they were competing with each other, trying to outdo the other. And it was expensive to build these towers. Right. And just like San Gimignano, first floor was, you know, the commercial, uh, commercial, and then the second floor would be your living room. Blah blah blah. As you got up, they always put the kitchen on the top floor of a tower in case there was a fire, and then you could run out. Isn't that smart? <laughs> Clever way back then. <laughs> yeah. Not like they had a gas stove so or anything. They didn't get trapped, right? So they didn't get trapped. Yeah. But anyway, there. But there are just yeah, just. Believe it or not, there's there's a couple really really good books out on on the history of Luca. Huh. I mean, and just the history of Luca, and they are they're seriously worth a read. Yes. Good. You know, if you're ever thinking of going, everyone's going to go after this story. <laughs> <Yes>. So, <laughs> well, the guy's going to go exactly. 
And, you, and, and Tanya. You know, you and know, looking for Tanya. <laughs> no, but yeah, look, well, Tanya, yeah. Uh, well, there's a lot of Tanya, let me tell you. But the other thing is, you know, which is the ca- the classic thing in Italy, is what you do is when you're having lunch and wine, all you really do is sit there and have lunch and you talk about where you're going to go have dinner. <laughs> which, and they almost meet. Because if you have a really, really long, long lunch. lunch, then you like take a little walk around and go, oh, it's nine o'clock. Let's have dinner. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to the towers for a minute. Out of the 100 towers, Conrad, what do you think are left? Like 20, maybe? I, 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 yeah, I'd say there's got to be at least 20. I'm going to go soon, so I'll count. But you I bet count, you there's 20. Know. The tallest one that remains is Torre Guinigi. And that is just like the one, the tallest one in San Gimignano is 35 meters. So Tower Guinigi has 230 steps to the top. And what's on the top terrace of this tower? Trees. Trees. Home oaks. Yeah, and what are those? Well, they're, they're, a, a, they're a species of oak that is indigenous to the Mediterranean and the area around there. And they're evergreen, one of the only oaks that are evergreen. And we'll get into the bot- botanical gardens later. Oh, right. Which is great. Conrad, Conrad told us a great I story mean, about that. The build of Luca, and and it is for those of you who don't know this, we should have talked about this earlier, but we didn't. But it's a walled city, and it's one of the only remaining walled cities. And Conrad, give us an idea of the scale of that wall. Yeah, the um, the, yeah, the scale of it is just massive. I want to say, well, I know this. It's thirty three feet high, and it's a right. hundred feet thick. And That's amazing. It, it has it was it has the classic kind of French ramparts or whatever. Right. But basically, there there are full grown trees on 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 it. There's a road on, on top. top of the wall. You used to be able to drive on it. Yeah, it, it was a functioning road. Right. Uh, for, <laughs> when yeah. you first moved there, there were cars driving no, actually, on it. Actually, when I first moved there, the cars had stopped. Okay. Yeah. I think it was in the fifties or sixties. Okay. Fifties okay. or sixties. They stopped somewhere in there. They stopped yeah. and they, they did. They have like stop lights. On yeah. top of the wall, or you just drove no, around no, and yeah, around they and around. They just, they, which nowadays <laughs> they just had these ramps that whenever that you wanted off. to exit, you just drive <laughs> off the ramp. I mean, no guardrails, nothing. I mean, it was exactly. like you got to be kidding. <laughs> but don't forget, they're driving cinquecentos up exactly. there, so, <laughs> right. so you could pass your buddy and go, hey. you know. Um, and and I think they got together and they decided that the vibrations, you know, weren't good for the wall. Saved All the history. and the problem was is that. It is such a huge place for people to walk and bicycle. I mean, now, it, it's the spectacular. Top of the walls, it's, right. it's something like 2.4 kilometers. You know, that's like a mile and right. you know, yeah. almost a mile and three quarters or something. Right. I don't know. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a hell of a thing. So the city of Lucca, well, the town of Lucca itself is surrounded by this wall. So let's say the circumference is a mile and a quarter. And the city's condensed within that. But when you're walking through that, to me, it seemed larger. You gave me such a good walking tour. Told me the history of everything, every arch, every port, to every everything. And I felt like you could go forever. But sometimes you might have just exited through one of the portas and not realized, oh, then you're outside the wall. Yeah. I mean, once you exit a, a porta, you know you're outside. Because there's cars. Because well, that the whole you turn around center. and there's a, there's a granite 33 foot wall behind you, and you're like, yeah, we're not in Kansas anymore. Right. You and, know. And one of the reasons why these were so thick, they're built during the Renaissance, you know, in the 1400s, because 
No, first they were medieval. Yeah, you know this time. And then they turned into Renaissance. And what was the difference between... Well, no, they weren't actually medieval because medieval walls were different. Me- me- medieval walls had to stop an arrow. But with the, with the, the, with the 1400s, gunpowder and cannons came out. So you had to stop a cannonball. But yep, even correct. though Luca is so old... Don't you think that there's, they had walls first during the no, no, medieval age no, and I, then they oh, I think, fortified yeah, I them? I think Kim's got a point there. Yeah, then okay. they fortified you know, them. Right. I'll go. I'll, I'll, I, can, I can go across my next door neighbor, Ted Gatchel. It was, he's Historian. an expert on, on military fortifications. Oh. So I'll go pull out one of his books and we'll figure it out from I lost, there. But, I lost that Jeopardy round. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> Okay, I think that's the perfect place to stop this first episode on Luca. Tomasa lost the Jeopardy round regarding the history of the walls of that city. Our second episode will dive into the cuisine and the cast of characters that Conrado introduced me to on my trip there. Thank you so much for listening. As usual, we really appreciate it. And we'd also appreciate a review, a rating, anything you'd like. Thanks so much. Grazie e ciao ciao.